welcome to the Nourish for Life podcast. Hi, I'm Sabrina. I'm a certified holistic nutritionist and women's undiet coach. I help women to step into their lives fully, free from food restriction, diet rules, and endless cardio. If you're a woman who is tired of surviving their life, doing the same thing and never finding success, and just want to feel what it's like to not have to diet all the time, then this is the podcast for you. Come on in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Nourish for Life podcast. I hope that this finds you well. I hope this finds you cozy as we go into the fall. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love, 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 love the fall. I love the cozy sweaters, the cozy boots, right? The fires. Oh gosh, the pumpkin patch. Like that's a memory we make every single year. We go, we have apple cider donuts. We do apple cannons. We of course pick our pumpkins and bring them home and do whatever it is that the girls like to do that year. We don't always carve them. Um, We like to make them last a little bit longer so we can enjoy them throughout November as well. So the girls tend to not carve them. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they just don't really care to. And that's because it feels icky on their hands, to be honest. They really don't like texture. So, or that feel rather. So I hope that you are making memories, making plans, and just going to enjoy the fall like no other time in your life because each and every day really is a gift, and I believe that we should take advantage of every moment of it, and I hope that you are doing that. And if you're not, if perhaps you're tripped up over some things, tripped up over trying to make some goals happen for yourself, try to figure out your food, trying to figure out you know why you don't want to exercise, like all the things, then you're in the right place. Uh, today, I want to talk about disarming food. And I'll explain that a little bit more later, but I just want to bring this into perspective for us. Have you ever taken a moment to just step back and truly think, how did you get to this place where you worry so much more about your food, about how you look, about what you're not doing in comparison to someone else, right? All those things. And instead of enjoying your life, or maybe you're asking yourself, why do I feel like crap all the time? Why don't I have energy? I want energy. And you're trying to figure out why and how, you know, those things aren't happening for you, but you're ending up just hitting a wall, but you're still obsessing over it because you think that it's something that you're not doing right or it's something that you don't know and it's crazy land right it's just so frustrating and I know when I was in my struggle with with food and with my mindset with my self-image like all the things that I never stopped to take a moment to really think about that, to think about, man, you know, I'm really obsessing and not living my life, right? I always thought that when I got there, then I would live my life. And that was a mindset and a perspective that never, ever gave me joy. And it definitely never gave me food freedom. But I just want you to take some moments and kind of think about that. Like in what areas are you not enjoying your life because of this issue that you're struggling with, right? And hopefully 
you will find a way to take care of it sooner than later, whether that's with a professional, a coach like myself, or really digging deep and and getting it done because you know what you need to do. You're just not doing it, right? Whatever the case may be. I just want to encourage you to take it seriously, dive in, because there's so much more life on the other side of that than being obsessed and being in this situation. Because I know there's so many times in our life, like when we're out with friends or family or spouse, and I did this so much and it was horrible, but you know, you find yourself, you're sitting at the table in this restaurant that maybe you've been dying to try, or maybe someone else has been dying to try and you're like excited about it. But instead of living in that excitement and being fully present with your people, right? Whether it's your spouse, your friends, your family, and they're all participating in conversation and you're sitting there more worried about what you can't eat or what you can only eat, right? Or you don't know what you eat can eat because you don't know what the menu has right ahead of time. Or maybe you did look and you're just like upset <laughs> because you really want this, but you can't because you'll go over your calorie allotment for the day or your macros will be out of whack, like whatever. But you're really obsessed and you're really focused on the food and focused on you know, the obsession of it, instead of being fully present in your life with your people in a restaurant, in the atmosphere and fully enjoying it. Right. There's so many times where I did that, where I went out with uh, my, my then husband or a boyfriend. And instead of enjoying the time together and the conversation, I was just so obsessed and so worried about the food and the aftermath of the food. If I chose something that, you know, wasn't something that I knew my body liked, right? Like all the things. And that's, that's taking away from your life. Like when did we give up our food freedom, right? Or our freedom or our ability to have joy for food bondage? When did we do that? When was that for you? When did you give up that balance or that go into that power struggle with yourself? I know for me personally, I gave it up, all up, when I decided that being fat, and I apologize if that's triggering to anybody, but quote unquote fat, right? I used to say those words. I don't anymore, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I decided that being fat was way more painful emotionally than being quote unquote thin. I also don't like that word either because fat and thin, they're they're not a thing, right? It's an adjective to describe something but it's not what we use in our society or in our conversations as that person is, right? Either fat or thin. It's no, we have fat or we don't, right? We have body fat or or we don't, right? Most of us do. And it's all relative. So I really think terminology is huge, um, especially when we're trying to heal from all the things, right? But I gave up my power. I gave up my food freedom when I decided emotionally I needed to be thin because of whatever, right? I gave my power away to eating rice cakes, (laughs) no peanut butter ever, right? Because that had fat in that realm that I, you know, in that, in that era that I was in, in the nineties, right? The low fat, I gave it all away to slim fast. Like I want to throw up just thinking about slim fast. It was so bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was horrible. Did you guys do Slim Fast? Um, and of course, you know, gave it all away to chicken breasts at every meal, chicken breasts and broccoli, like the saddest chicken breasts ever, like no seasoning, no fat, no, ugh. Like, again, that makes me want to just throw up because I love food. But anyway, I gave it all away to feeling miserable. Every pound that scale went down, it was misery. And then I'd only gain it back because then, right, I'd have a cheat meal followed by always with myself, multiple cheat meals because I never wanted to go back on that diet because it was miserable. Like who freaking would? Nobody in their right mind. It's a struggle. It is suffering. And you think that you're going to be miserable all the way to your goal weight or suffering all the way to your goal weight. Do you think you're going to stay there? No. And I learned that lesson multiple times. I think I learned it the first time, but I really didn't (laughs) because there's always another diet to try that gives you hope and that thinks this is it, right? But, oh, my friends, diets just don't work. Diets don't work. So that whole scenario that I just painted, that became my way of life for many, many, many years. And I will tell you, it was anything but joyful and it was anything but me feeling free. I felt like I had, like had to live like this. Like it was the only option or else I would just have to accept the fact that I would be forever fat and unhappy. I had an all or nothing mentality. I had an all or nothing mindset where it was, I have to be miserable and be thin or I have to be fat and happy, right? Like, I mean, honestly, that's where my mind was. And I think a lot of women also stay Um, who have had diet trauma stay in those two camps without understanding and knowing that there's another way. I always thought that I had to be stuck getting dressed and being completely unhappy. No doubt always talking shit to myself too, right? Oh my gosh, look at this, look at this. Like just tearing myself apart for no good reason because the only picture we have of what a female should look like, now it's changing, praise God for that. But in the time when I was struggling of you had to be a certain way. And I catch my brain even doing this today when I'm looking at other, like my children, I'll be looking at, I'm like, oh, Sabrina, no, like where'd that come from, right? Like it still comes up because years of trauma, like years of constantly having your brain in that direction, it takes time, right? But the most important part, of course, is the awareness. I was also thinking that I always had to be unhappy showing up to parties, like any parties or events or, you know, walking into a room where people could see me, just me being unhappy, not wanting to go into that because people were thinking things about me. And let me just tell you this. I tell you, I tell this to my almost teenage daughter all the time. She's 12, but she'll be 13 in December. Oh my God. Like two months. Holy cow. I'm going to have a teenager too young to have a teenager. Oh gosh. But I tell her this all the time. People are more worried about themselves than they are you. We think that they give a shit about us, but in reality, they give a shit about what we are thinking about them. Like more than not, like it's true. So if we can just understand that as well, get out of our heads, we would be so much happier. But this is a huge one for women, especially for me for years and years and years, is I thought I'd have to be always unhappy having sex with my partner. Like never with the lights on, I'll tell you that much. That's changed since then. But in that time, like that's what I thought I had to live with and be in. Like I didn't think that there was another world out there unless I was dieting and unless I was miserable. Like it's a very sad 
perspective to have. And if anything you get out of this podcast episode today, you get that that doesn't have to be the case. Like that doesn't have to be your reality. There is another way. I'm living proof. I live it every day. So I just want to ask you, like, have you ever experienced that for yourself? Is this some thoughts that you have currently or have had? Um, like, what's your experience with, with that? Now, the thing when it comes to food, the hard truth is that we cannot escape food. We just can't. Food's everywhere. We need it. You can't just be like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm never going to eat again, like a cigarette or... You know, if you're addicted to cigarettes or um, I'm trying to think of other things, but I mean, there's a multitude of them out there where you can be addicted to like shopping, but you can also say, okay, I'm kind of never shopping again. I say kind of because you still need to buy food, right? (laughs) Food's the thing you can't escape from. You just can't. And so we can't avoid the problem at hand, even though we try and we try Usually with all of those crazy pantry cleanouts, you know, when you start a new lifestyle, which is a diet in disguise or a diet because you know what you know and you're just doing a diet, right? We try to avoid the problem with a pantry cleanout or we try to with rules about not having your favorite foods in the house. Like I hear this all the time and I don't agree with it because it does not help you to get through the root cause of the problem. It's just enabling it for to be in the background while you suffer and you struggle. Like who the F wants to live like that? I did and I totally get how it can feel that way, but I'm here on my little soapbox telling you it doesn't have to be, right? So Again, we try to avoid the problem, and many diet people will tell you, even personal trainers and things like that, they'll tell you, oh, just don't eat it. Like, come on, people. Like, most people, it's not that simple as eat it or not eat it. There is an emotional level to it. There's a mindset around it. That's the root issue you have to figure out. You have to uncover, right? You can't just be like, oh, I can't trust myself around this food and just omit it forever, especially if it's something you like. I mean, if you don't like it, then awesome, right? But if you do, and I'm thinking if you have it in your pantry and you want to buy it, you like it, but we can't avoid that stuff, right? You just can't avoid it. And trying to does not help you, right? And again, with food, we all know you need to eat, right? It's vital for life. We need the minerals in food. We need the vitamins. Our bodies don't make all the vitamins or the minerals that you need to thrive on this planet, right? We need the macros. We need the energy that the macros and the calories provide us. Like they're not a dirty word, macro or or calorie. They've become that way because we have this like response in our body of like anxiousness and maybe fear <laughs> because, oh my gosh, that has too many calories, right? Because we're so afraid of gaining weight right? But we also need the nourishment that the food has, right? So I hope I'm pointing out in this picture, you need it. You can't avoid it, right? We need it all. But the question that we struggle with is, right, how can we move forward? Being able to trust ourselves around all the things. Halloween's coming up, right? We have Halloween candy, or how can you trust yourself around those party foods that generally come up around this time of year and going into this time of year, like chips or maybe your burgers and fries girl, right? Like, how can you trust yourself around those things and not eat them like you were never going to eat them again? 
So many of us do that. Like, oh, I'm just going to allow myself to have this now because it's a social circumstance of a party or it's my birthday or it's my kid's birthday, right? But after, I'm never going to eat them again. Like, come on, get real with yourself. Stop trying to avoid the problem. It's never going to work. So the answer to all of these things that I'm leading into is we need to disarm food. We need to make the food not the source of our pleasure when we are in pain, right? It goes back to we need to make food neutral. And I have a podcast about that. So if you are interested in that concept or idea, I highly recommend you go back. I think it was a couple months ago. It was during the summer. And find that episode because it's amazing, like all the episodes, but it's a good one. But we need to disarm food. Like I said, we need to make food not be the source of our pleasure when we're in pain. We need to not tie it to these things, okay? It needs to not be the source of your happiness when you are sad or depressed. Now, am I saying never? Like, no. But I'm saying consistently, or I could use the word chronically, right? Like day in and day out. There are times, because we are emotional creatures, we are human, that there's times where we're sad and we want a bowl of flipping ice cream. We want a cookie. We're missing our family. We want some mac and cheese. That's okay. That is a normal human experience. So we're not all or nothing, right? We need to switch that. We can't think all or nothing because it's not going to serve you. You're going to keep struggling. There are times, so here is your permission slip to if you get a little sad or a little unhappy, it's okay to eat, it's normal. But chronically, consistently, every day, lots of days, there's something else that you need to understand about that, something else you need to uncover about that, okay? Wanna clarify that. But food not being the source of comfort when we are stressed out by work or we're overbooked schedules, right? where the kids have to go to swim practice, they have to go to soccer, you know, maybe you have to do work at home because you didn't finish it all at work, you have to go home and make dinner, right? Like you have to do all those things. Like we're stressed out, we're like, I need to comfort because I'm so stressed out, I need to relax. But this happens on a regular basis because it is your schedule and it is your life that you have created. And I say that intentionally, it's your life that you've created. Anything that is where it is in our life, it's because of us, because we have chosen it. And I like to, maybe I'll do a podcast episode on this too, because we need to watch our words. We need to understand it's all a choice, but do we want it in our life, right? Totally different. Anyway, we need to understand that part about food too, not making it your comfort when you're stressed the hell out. And then the drive-through seems like, oh my God, it's your knight in shining armor. It's the, the end of the rainbow, right? Like that consistently or chronically, right? So we can understand that that's where we need to understand. That's where we need to disarm food. So we all have had those days and there's nothing wrong with it. Like I said, except for when there is something wrong with it. And you'll know when you're miserable and you're unhappy and you feel like crap all the time and you have no energy, you're lethargic your zest for life is dull, your life is gray, right? Like it's bleak, nothing, you know, like all the things, or you're struggling through your days, you're struggling through your life. Like that's just shitty, right? So, but what do we do? What do you do? What does anybody do? How do we interrupt these patterns and be free once and for all? Like how 
Do we fix our shit? How do we fix, how do we turn around, right? Well, my friends, how do we disarm food? We dig deep. We need to find out what that relationship is to you, but not just at that level, at a deep level, at an emotional level, at a deeper level as to what you're thinking about when you go to act. Because every action is followed or is there's always a thought before the action. That's what I'm trying to say. Good Lord, Sabrina. But we find out what we really need instead of what the food does for us and our bodies to make us feel better. And I say in our bodies because there's always a chemical reaction, right? Serotonin, you know, will kick in, make you feel better. Dopamine kicks in. It's like that high. It's like the relax, woo, you know? Like that's the chemical reaction in your body that makes you feel better when you eat those things. But we need to find out why, right? Why are you reaching for that bag of Cheetos at two o'clock at work, getting orange all over your paperwork or whatever? (laughs) I know I'm silly, but you also need to take time to spend your outside, get some breaths, get some fresh air, like be on the weekends away from the things that stress you the hell out or that create the boredom even, right? Like if you're a stay-at-home mom and your weekends are the, like, the weekends are the days where you're home with them maybe. You know, I've, I've been through it all with my kids, like busy, not busy, eating for boredom, eating because I'm so busy, I'm stressed. Like there's all kinds of scenarios there, but taking time to go outside, relax, time for you on the weekends, right? Time to connect with human beings, with your partner. How many of us connect with our partner back with our partner? We did when we were dating, but how many of us continue to do that? Or are they just a back burner like yourself, Like, are you putting your partner on the back burner, putting your kids first, putting work first, right? Like, we need to become an active participant in our lives again. It's so important because we don't. We just don't. And it's very sad. I mean, I know I'm in the same boat. I'm getting myself out of that boat and into a new one. But reality is that's, that's how many of us survive and live. We need to focus on our needs, like I said, instead of ignoring them. Instead of putting ourselves on the back burner. And we need to do the work. And I say need, but it's all based on what you want to do. You can do it or you cannot do it. You can either move through your shit or you can allow yourself to stay in your shit. It's always up to you. You have a choice. But doing the work to allow food to become your food and not your escape. Right? So many of us use food as that crutch, as that tool. And there's no shame in it. There's no guilt whatsoever in this. This is just reality. This is just what is going on for so many of us. And if this is you, this is just getting real with yourself, right? Bringing it into the light, getting it out of the dark. When it's in the light, you can problem solve it. You can take care of it. When you keep it in the dark, you're never going to find the solution. But the work that you need to do, when I say the work, it's the work that involves you becoming tuned into your needs before it comes to food. What do you need before you reach for that bag of chips or that burger or that drive-thru? 
need to journal out how you feel. And journaling is the best way because our brains are going to keep coming up with all kinds of crap. Your brain is a problem-solving mechanism. You talk about one thing and it's off on 20 different things trying to lead you to something but nothing at the same time. But we need to journal out how we feel and what food means to us and just get real with ourselves. Like, what's our relationship with food? What does it mean to us? Are we comforted by it? What thoughts do we have when we think about food, right? Like, all the things. Because when you can do this, you can start to shift the small habits one by one that keep you stuck. Because then you get to learn and be aware of your triggers, such as a trigger of after work, you're tired, you're hungry, you're stressed the hell out. So what do you do? You don't want to cook dinner because it stresses you out even more? You beeline it to the drive-thru. And then when you are aware of that trigger and that understanding, well, you can create a better habit. You can figure out, okay, how do I relax instead of staying stressed out? What can I do to make food healthier, better, easier, right? And when I say healthier, in alignment to whatever you're trying to create for you. Health is not a stagnant thing. It's dynamic. It's different for every single person and body and family and culture, like all the things, right? So whatever that means to you, but creating a better habit, Again, based on what you want to do, because this is your life. Most of the time, we live it for everyone else. We live it because society says to do this, that, and the other thing, right? And that's a huge other topic we could cover. But my point is, (laughs) you get to decide what you want for your life and your body, right? And do it all without shame or guilt. Whatever it is that you choose for that habit, without shame or guilt, But instead, you know, let's do it from a perspective of learning, of curiosity and asking why do you want to do it or why do you do what you do? Because if you ask yourself, you're going to find the answer. When you tell yourself, I don't know, that's shutting down the answer. But if you dig and you journal because you, again, have that in front of your face, you can write it down, you can process things a whole lot better on paper than in your head your head will take you around in circles. (laughs) But how can you ask yourself, how can you shift into more good, good ones than the ones I do not like? Meaning habits, perspectives, habits, why you do what you do. How do you shift into habits that serve you? What are the habits that you feel would serve you? And again, you might try it. It doesn't work. That's fine. Find what does work for you. It's a process. It's a journey not a quick destination. It's not a quick fix. If you find yourself dying to hurry up to do, then there's something deeper that you are hiding and that you don't understand or that you're not asking yourself. Or maybe you do and don't want to work on it. Then that's, that's again, all up to you. But the only way to figure it out and the only way through it, you know, to it is through it. So, but maybe figure out what habits that make you feel energized and free you from not obsessing all the time? Like, what would that look like for you? Ones that feel good, so much so that you get to live your life sitting at that lovely table at that restaurant that maybe you chose, you've been dying to go to with your people, your friends, your family, your spouse. And you get to now enjoy, enjoy, and join <laughs> into conversations. You get to be present. You get to notice what people are wearing, what they're saying, right? What's changed their life? What hasn't changed? You get to share your life. You you get to enjoy the ambiance around you. You get to 
actually enjoy taking a bite of food and you can actually taste the food because you're focused on being present in the moment. You're enjoying yourself. That's what being in your life can feel like and that's what it can feel like not obsessing and, and disarming food, right? Because the best part of that whole situation is not giving a shit about any calorie because you know you're in control, not the calories. You have a plan. You know this is not a big deal because it's just fucking food. I know I had to do the F-bomb. I'm sorry. It does say explicit on my podcast, so I hope that you're not listening to this with kids. (laughs) But this is the kind of work that I help women with. We work a lot on disarming food, on making food neutral, taking the emotion out of the food In the way, like I said, not because you have an emotional day and you need some ice cream, but from the chronic side, we take the emotion out of it. We take the attachment from the food. This is the journey I take them on. We disarm it. We work on our habits by dismantling the thoughts that keep them stuck there. And then we get to create new habits that lead to habits we want more of. And that becomes a catalyst for so much more. When you feel good, you do more good. When you feel confident, you do more things to do more things, right? You just do. You get to participate in life. You also want to work out more. You want to figure out what movement is fun. You get out into the world, right? You take things away from your schedule instead of adding more to, right? So this is the kind of work I feel that needs to be done. And I say need But again, whatever you choose, it's something that I felt I needed to do because I was not about to live my rest of my life in this bondage to food. I wanted to be free, live my life, enjoy my body, enjoy myself because yeah, we get to do that. When we do the work, we get to do that. And life is so much better on the other side of this shit, right? And there's a lot of shit to wade through and there's a lot of shit to do. I don't do quick fixes here. And that's because we want a for-life approach, not a 90-day approach, okay? So I hope that this has given you some insights, some ideas. I've said this a million ways, but it all comes down to the same thing. The inner work, the mindset, is what drives the car, right? Your brain drives the car to get you to the life, the body, the health that you want. It just is. There's no way around it. You can try, but you're never going to stay there. You're never going to stick there. It's going to be miserable and you're never going to have fun (laughs) ever. (laughs) At least that was my personal experience because again, I struggled. So I hope you all have a great week. I hope you have an awesome day. I hope you're enjoying the small weather. Go out and get some pumpkins and I will see you next time on another episode of the Nourish for Life podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Nourish for Life podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, then please head over to iTunes to leave a review. This is the best way for other women to find me and for me to get to know you. But before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe. I look forward to meeting you right here next week for another amazing episode of the Nourish for Life podcast. Bye. Thank you.